السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Dear brothers and sisters We are in the middle of the first days of the Hijjah on Monday, inshallah, next Monday, I mean, we'll have Yawm Arafah. And on Sunday, we'll have Yawm Tarwiyah. Yawm Tarwiyah is the 8th of the Hijjah, where all the pilgrims who are doing Tamattu will go to Mina, and will have their ihram from there to prepare themselves to go to Arafah on the next day. So I can say the eighth day of the Hijjah, Yawm Tarwiyah, as they called it for different reasons. Uh, some they said Tarwiyah because they used to fill the water uh, buckets and skin the skins of sheep at that time and all what they need from water to take to the with them to Arafat and some saying Yawm Tarwiyah because it was the day when Ibrahim was thinking carefully about the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to kill his son Ismail so Yawm Tarwiyah, which will be on, on Sunday, inshallah ta'ala, is the day when all the people, all the pilgrims, will prepare themselves for the next day, which is the greatest day of the year, Yawm Arafat, the ninth of the Hijjah. And this year it will be on uh, Monday, the 20th of August, inshallah ta'ala. And as you know, Eid will be on the 21st of August on Tuesday, inshallah ta'ala. So today I'd like just to talk about some of the history of the kings and the khalifa and the presidents or emirs who did hajj and talk about some of the efforts of these kings during the history to improve the journey of Hajj and make it easier. Because we have to understand that Rihlat al-Hajj, the journey of Hajj, took an important perspective all the time in the Islamic history. So since Muhammad وسلم, led the Hajj on the 10th year of the Hijrah, from that time, Rihlat uh, al-Hajj, the journey of the Hajj, was an important part of the Islamic, Islamic life. So when you read the history, like the history of Ibn Kathir or Ibn al-Kathir or Tabari. 
So you'll find them when they talk about every year, they will talk about the Hajj during that year. Because there was some years that there is no Hajj in it, and which I'll come to it, inshallah, while I'm talking about the subject. We cannot find anything about the Hajj of Abu Bakr in, in the history as far as I know. But we'll find that in the time of Umar he used to lead the Hajj all his life. So every year of his life, he used to lead the Hajj. And when he used to be in Hajj, he will be like a reference for the questions. The people will come and ask him about certain, certain issues. And the great Sahaba, they used to be around him. So you, you'll find Abdullah ibn Abbas, عنهم, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, uh, Mu'adh ibn Jabal. So these great Sahaba, the scholars of the Sahaba, they used to be around Umar al-Khattab. So when there is an issue the people they like to ask, then they will come to Umar and uh, ask him. One of the things that you will find Umar used to do that he will uh, call, the, call the takbir in Mina and the people will do the takbir also. So the whole Mina will be shaken from the sound of the takbir of Muslims who are uh, there and also the talbiyah and all the dhikr that they are saying. During the time of Umar radiallahu he also extended Al-Masjid Al-Haram. So he bought some of the houses which used to be around Al-Masjid Al-Haram and extended it and made uh, some walls in that, in that area. This is about, about Umar radiallahu Now when it comes to Uthman radiallahu Uthman also, he used to lead the Hajj in his time. Uh, and the Mu'arikheen, the historian saying that for 10, 11 years, he uh, led the Hajj in the year when he was killed. Unfortunately, he was unable to lead, to lead the Hajj during that year radiallahu and Uthman uh, also he expanded al-Masjid al-Nabawi and also al-Masjid al-Haram uh, at that at that time in the time of Ali radiallahu uh, unfortunately he didn't do Hajj in his time because he was busy with the wars which happened his time uh, which Safin and Jamal and after that he killed radiallahu anhu warda one of the books which talks about the hajj of the kings and the khulafa and the salatin is a very beautiful book called al-dhahab al-masbuk and this book uh, done by an important historian called Al-Maqrizi. So Al-Maqrizi in his book, 
he's one of the great historians in the Islamic history. And in his book, he spoke about Hajjat al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi He spoke about al-Khulafa al-Rashidin, then Abdullah ibn Zubair and, and other, the other ones. And uh, during the book, he spoke about many other things which is related to the journey of Hajj. So in his book, he mentioned that during the time of Abdullah ibn Zubair, uh, Abdullah ibn Zubair, he made Hajj for eight uh, years and he was the leader. Uh, he mentioned also that the Khulafa of Bani Umayyah, only five of them, they made Hajj. Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan, radiyallahu anh, Abdul Malik bin Marwan, Al-Walid, and Sulaiman and Hisham, the sons of Abdul Malik. And some of them, they led the Hajj more than uh, one time, like Muawiyah and Abdul Malik bin Marwan, uh, but the others, uh, like Al-Walid and Sulaiman and Hisham, they done it only uh, once. For the Khulafa of Bani al-Abbas, the Abbasi Khilafat in, in Baghdad, the historians, especially Maqrizi mentioned, only three of them, they done the Hajj, Abu Ja'far al-Mansur, Abu Abdullah al-Mahdi, Harun al-Rashid. And Harun al-Rashid particularly, he used to make the Hajj every other, every other year. And uh, one of the great things that uh, happened in his life regarding the Hajj, that his wife Zubayda uh, done that well, which is called Ain Zubayda for, for the Hajjaj, and it continued for many, many uh, years. In uh, the second Abbasi Khilafat, most of them, uh, they didn't. They didn't go uh, there. Most of them, only Al Hakim Amr Allah Al Abbasi. He was Khalifa in Egypt for about forty years, and he done Hajj in the year six nine seven. Uh, at that time. The Amawiyin in Al-Andalus in Spain, uh, unfortunately, they were unable to perform Hajj because they have problems with Khulafa al-Abbasiyin in Baghdad and also Khulafa al-Fatimiyin in Egypt. So it was difficult for them to perform Hajj at that, at that time. Uh, Al-Fatimiyun who were in Egypt they have very strange thing, which is Makrizi talking about here. And he's narrating about one of them who's called Al-Mustansir Billah. So what, uh, what he said about Al-Mustansir Billah, he said that he used to leave uh, every year with the people who would like to go to Hajj or saying he's going to Hajj and he used to go to a well called Umayra and uh, unfortunately 
he will claim that he's going to Hajj, but he will just do any other things, but uh, he didn't perform Hajj, uh, unfortunately. So th this was the, the situation. But on the other hand, you will find during that time that the who ruled Egypt at that time, you would suspend a lot on the people who are going to Hajj. So the caravan who used to leave, they used to spend on them about 120,000 dinar at that, at that time. Al-Makrizi, he's talking about also other kings who done the Hajj. So from uh, the kings of Yemen, he mentioned Ali bin Muhammad Sulayhi, the founder of Sulayhiya uh, government there in Yemen, and also Shams al-Dawla Turan Shah, the brother of Salah al-Din al-Ayyubi, and uh, he was the first Ayyubi king in Yemen at that time, and also al-Malik uh, al-Mas'ud Salah al-Din Yusuf ibn al-Malik Kamil Muhammad Sahib uh, Masr, the son of King uh, Kamil, who is one of the sons of Salah al-Din. And uh, also he is mentioning from those kings who performed Hajj, Nur al-Din Mahmud bin Zinki. And we know Nur al-Din Zinki, he was the great king of the Ayyubiyin who uh, established the foundation of facing the crusaders in Egypt and Syria and Salah al-Din Ayyubi rahimahullah he was the one who continued the efforts of Nur al-Din uh, Zinki and he managed uh, by Allah's help to liberate Egypt and Syria from the crusaders at that at that time uh, and one of the things that it is important to mention here that Salah al-Din al-Ayyubi rahimahullah after he liberated uh, Syria and Egypt in 1187 and that was in, in Rajab he planned to do the Hajj in that, in that year but subhanallah after that he passed passed away uh, so this is just some of those who made <clears throat> uh, Hajj at that at that time while we are talking about the history of, of Hajj that he is mentioning Al-Makrizi how long it used to take uh, the journey of, of Hajj so he's saying that the distance for Hajj in the time of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu was 10 days. So this is why Nabi Sallallahu he called for Hajj at the beginning of the Qa'dah. And because of this, you'll find in the other countries, they will call uh, for Hajj from Rajab. And then they will call from 
Shawwal. And even in Egypt, they used to have two celebrations to announce that the people are going to Hajj, one in Rajab and one in Shawwal. Uh, and also, you will find that the Khulafa, the Sultans, the kings, they done a lot of work to serve the Hujjaj in their, in their time. So one of them was Umar uh, Khattab that they asked him uh, to make some wills between Mecca and Al Medina, and this is what they did. But he said to them, Ibn Sabil, the one who's traveling, has the full right in in the water. Uh, Abdul Malik bin Marwan, he uh, made a lot of uh, changes or improvement of the Masjid Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the one who was in charge of the extension and the improvement was Omar ibn Abdul Aziz Rahimahullah and uh, in that extension Al-Walid asked him to uh, knock down the houses or the rooms of the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu which used to be around around the masjid and he asked him to make these rooms now or the houses of the wives of the prophet part of the of the masjid and the walid ibn abdul malik he wrote to the king of the romans at that time and he said i'd like to do this it seems to me that the relation was okay at that time so he sent to him uh, 1,000 uh, mithqal, they call it. I don't know how, how it's equal uh, these days of, of gold. And he sent to him 100 person who was professional in, uh, in building and uh, extensions. And also uh, many of what they call it in Fusayfisa, and they use it in making the decoration of the walls. Uh, Umar bin Abdul Aziz used all of these things and made a beautiful extension of Al Masjid al Nabawi uh, at that time. Suleiman bin Abdul Malik, uh, he wrote to Khalid bin Abdullah al Qisri, who was the governor of Mecca. He said, I'd like you to try to establish a will of uh, water uh, which will be between Zamzam and Al-Maqam. So they used the water of Zamzam and made the, like a big uh, lake there. And uh, the people in Al-Haram, they used to drink from that water. The way from the way of Hajj from uh, Iraq, it was uh, built, they built many places on that, on that way because it's a long way. So the, the Khulafa who used to come from Iraq in the Abbasi, Abbasi time, they like wherever they stay, 
they like to have a special place for them. So this is what they did. So maybe every 50 kilometer or 100 kilometers at that time, they used to build what they call it Nuzul. So a big house and in that house, there will be everything, the food how and how they, uh, the equipments for preparing food and they will put the carpets and everything they need in that in that journey and also they appointed someone to be in charge of this and they called him Mutawalli Al-Manazil the one who in charge of these houses Al-Khalifa Al-Abbasi Al-Mahdi he he uh, improved that not only houses he made it palaces between Baghdad and uh, Mecca and also they made asked them to make big tanks of water uh, in that in that way so when they are traveling then they will have place to stay and there will be water for the people who uh, doing this and one of the things that it's worth mentioning that Al-Mahdi was the first Khalifa that they prepared eyes for him. So it seems to me and at that time the resources of the Khilafat at that time was and Khilafat was very wealthy so and it was hot so he needs ice so they they done they prepared the ice and they took it to him when he was in mecca and this this was in uh, year uh, 66 and also they established sorry it was after after that and also they established posts between Mecca and Al Medina and Al Yemen and it was uh, horses and also camels so they will carry the post between Yemen and Baghdad and and Mecca uh, this is just brothers and sisters some of the history of those who used uh, to serve the Kaaba at that time. I'd like to add here an important point, uh, which is about the Kiswa, which I will talk about it in the second in the second part, inshallah, because really the Kiswa, uh, Kiswa al Kaaba, which is the curtains of al Kaaba is an important part of the history of Al-Kaaba. So inshallah in the second part of uh, this show, inshallah ta'ala, I will talk about the history of the curtains of Al-Kaaba, which they call it Al-Kiswa, Kiswat Al-Kaaba. And you'll find it, uh, this Kiswa was an important issue not in the Islamic history even before, yani before 
from the time of Ibrahim there was no Kiswa and Ibrahim then the people who came after him they uh, gave the Kiswa and it continued until these days and we know now in, in Saudi Arabia there is uh, a factory particularly for Kiswa al Kaaba and every year they will, they will change this uh, Kiswa at a certain uh, time and uh, so they move the previous one and put a new one and there is many things related to that which inshallah as I said I will talk about it in the second part of uh, today's show inshallah ta'ala so alhamdulillah rabbil alameen in this part of the show about the history of Hajj I mentioned about the kings and the khulafa and the salatin and some of their efforts in serving Baytullah al-Haram as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the opportunity next year to be among those who would perform Hajj and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that every brother and sister who is listening and intending to do Hajj next year to give them the tawfiq and the ability to do that and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all brothers and sisters who are performing Hajj this year and accept it uh, from them Allahumma ameen brothers and sisters we'll see you inshallah after the break Jazakumullah khair for listening Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh